0: They were there when history was made. Five seconds left in the game. Over. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Inside the 20! Touchdown! A rack tour is a storyteller. Welcome to the Sports Rackham
1: Tours.
2: And with two out, you talk about a roll of the dice. This is
0: it. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! The, one team the, the sports tours dust off the great American art of storytelling. From the players, coaches, media, the people who were there. There's
1: courts, one in right, down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. It's a home run. Go
0: crazy. Now, here's Stephen Maggi. There seems to be a war on sculptures and statues today, but in the world of sports, there's really no greater honor. And you've probably seen some of those great pieces of art at stadiums or museums and so forth. And chances are, it might have been created by our guest today, Brian Hanlon, America's finest sculpturist, particularly in the world of sports. But you do a lot more than that, too, Brian, right? It's not just sports.
2: Well, thanks for having me on, Steve. It's wonderful to be with you, and yeah, it's an honor to pay tribute to these uh, figures that inspire people, and that is a certainly a worthy cause to make a historical marker, is when you build something like Jerry Tarkanian that people go to all the time to take a picture and remember the great running rebels, and maybe even sit next to the statue in the ghost chair and get a... A picture, or even I've heard that uh, two or three alum have proposed at that spot. <laughs>
0: <It becomes laughs> oh, yeah. It's meaningful. a big thing.
2: But I, I think in the, in the world that I'm in, it, which goes beyond sports, I, I create uh, civic historical markers, and I started out building statues in the church that the things that were built are wonderful vehicles for people to celebrate life and to reflect on different parts of their life, whether it's happy, sad, or reflective, you know, and that's the part of of art I love, truly love.
0: With all this going on right now, where you see statues being pulled down, you know, some of them, you can understand some of the reasons, and then some some of them are, well, there's a statue, let's pull it down. That's kind of frustrate you, right? Because not only the work that goes into it, but also the meaning behind it.
2: Well, both of those things, Steve, you're spot on. There's no intellectual intellectually fit or spiritually fit discourse going on before uh, a task like that is taken on. And it seems to be no mention of who made those works of art. Good, Some of them, I believe, were made by some of the great sculptors in American history, uh, some of the equestrian pieces. And it's interesting how that part of it has completely been void uh, of any conversation. I am not even close to being involved with any of that. I've been pretty lucky to always have chose, I believe, good subject matters, you know, that I think are going to stand the test of time.
0: Well, yeah, and that's a great question to lead up to. It's like, how do you decide what you want to do? I mean, are there some cases where somebody might approach you and, the, and somebody is say, you know, I just don't feel comfortable with it? Is there sort of a process in your mind that you go through?
2: Oh, we have a team that does heavy-duty research, which in – Includes a few nerds and an attorney, and we really dig. Uh, and that. And I'm sorry I'm going back to Tark again, but I, I love his story. I was not okay with what I read about him, and I said, I bet this isn't true. And sure enough, the stuff that was written about him on the East Coast couldn't have been further from the truth in Las Vegas, because this was a good father, a great husband, and then a fantastic coach. And I don't know who got it out for him in the NCAA office, but they were wrong. As you know, they did get sued, and he won. But I look to people that maybe also don't have a voice and that maybe my artwork can give them that voice and can propel them to do something important, which, while we were doing the statue, he was up for the Hall of Fame and got into the basketball Hall of Fame, which he really wanted but couldn't get in because of this controversy. It was neat to work with his daughter Jody, and uh, she petitioned a few letters out there. I think the first letter came from Bob Knight, who's a remarkable basketball coach, and uh, also Coach K uh, couldn't have been more you know adamant about, hey, this is this is one of our greatest coaches ever.
0: Well, you know the Hanlon Sculpture Studio. I love your your whole website because it's really great with the pictures and so forth. But what I noticed is the people that were talking about it and so forth, the great names that you have. And when I say great names, I don't necessarily mean the absolute greatest of each sport, although they were part of it. But, like, you have people like uh, Chuck Bednarik, for example, a wonderful oh, <laughs> guy. It's <and> so <laughs> important to Philadelphia. And I thought that statue was such an important thing, not only for him, who deserved the credit, but the city because the two were so – intermingled.
2: Yeah, Concrete Charlie. I I think is an interesting uh, story uh, to follow up on Jerry because also a guy a bit misunderstood, but this is a down-to-earth, hardworking guy. And in fact, when they wanted me to build a statue of him and I called him and said, I'd like to meet with you, I had to go to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania and go to Mass with him, meet him at Mass (laughs) before Mm -hmm. he would speak to me. (laughs) It's like so old school. I was somewhere in the 1950s, but it was neat. I went into, it was quite reverent. I went into the church, I went through Mass, and then we spoke afterward, and it was was like nothing else I had ever experienced. And I was speaking to a very interesting man. His fingers were going in all different directions, of (laughs) course. You've seen the photos. Oh, yeah. And the concrete Charlie, I was not aware of. His nickname, not just that he was a hard hitter, but he had to drive a concrete truck while he was playing because they didn't make any money.
0: Yeah, a totally different NFL in those days, no question. I, and and I think what's interesting about it is it meant so much to him. I mean, he said normally statues are for people that are you know saints and that kind of thing. And again, it gets back to his faith and so forth. Yeah, what a uh, wonderful thing for a guy who really was an important player and, and really a big part of NFL history
2: a big part of that locker room mentality of fellowship in the locker room he w- he was who knows maybe the founder of that that kind of genre of hey this we're 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 family here in this locker room and if we play like that we'll win and uh, maybe they weren't the best team but they played like that when they were out on the field in 60 and he went you know he went to penn he graduated ivy league school
0: yeah unbelievable which it,
2: most people don't know
0: no you know he's the only guy that's in both college and pro football hall of fames in two yes. different positions it's just incredible
2: it is incredible and you you're right he's an important part of philadelphia which it,
0: it's kind of been forgotten and you know another another guy you did which when you talk to people from New Orleans, it almost brings tears to the eyes. Steve Gleason, yeah. Yeah. and it just means so much to everybody. I know Drew Brees wrote a beautiful little piece on your uh, on your website, but that was such an important thing because it was important to the city too. And, and a guy who was a great athlete, but but really much more than that, and so important to that city.
2: Yeah, I I think his calling uh became way bigger than, it is bigger than him and uh he I don't think he would want it any other way. This is a uh, you know another example of incredible humility uh in in tragedy. Steve's a special guy. The love around him is bigger than anything I've seen in sports. Uh and y- you know New Orleans. I mean, that is a very interesting town for sports and He's the pinnacle of that. Isn't that interesting, Steve?
0: Yeah, it is. It, it uh, really
2: is. Uh, you know, not the best, at, not even in the top 100 as far as athletes, but he is by far the best story in the history of that city because of his humility and his perseverance to to perpetuate his cause, which is incredible, just incredible.
0: You spend a lot of time, and I want to go through the process with you, but It's really important how each of these people are presented, right? I mean, each one is different.
2: It it must be investigated. Uh, Is it a still piece? Is it a movement piece? Is there someone else involved with the piece? And that has to do with telling the story.
0: All right. Let's talk about your process because it's amazing. So let's say I've got somebody, I'm at a particular college or maybe in a pro team, and I want Somebody, you already mentioned, you have to think about it and so forth. Where do you go from there when you want to pick something? What's the process look like?
2: The number one rule for the sculpture is location. And until I have something that feels right, I won't even propose anything. Or if someone comes to me and says, we're, you know, we're thinking of a statue, it, it really needs the right home. Once it has the right home, then you could talk about the pose and the message.
0: That's interesting. So it's not an automatic thing like, oh, we'll put this in front of a stadium. You know, if it's a football yeah. player, put it in front. Sometimes it works, like in the Benaric thing, Franklin Field. Sometimes yep. maybe there's other places. That's, that's interesting. It, it really is. Um,
2: I mean, there's, there's a figure in Vegas. I, I'd love to do Agassi someday. I think yeah. he's much bigger than tennis. I think that is a, a spiritually fit cat, Who uh, and, and he would hate the statue because of his humility, but it's not for him. It's about him and it's to inspire young people to maybe go down that road and be more a person of character.
0: The Jackie Robinson one always fascinated me, too, although obviously it's the Rose Bowl and he played football. But I just think it's such a great thing because when you think of Jackie Robinson, everybody's thinking Brooklyn Dodgers and all that. That was all true, but this guy was an incredible athlete.
2: Oh, my gosh. Uh, The piece is called More Than 42, so I put number 55 on him because he wore that at Pasadena Community College. And I wanted him to learn more about his life, not about the forty-two. And I think when people get stuck on one thing, they forget that he was more than baseball, which is amazing, one of the most amazing athletes in American history. And in fact, Pasadena Community College, Jerry had a few seasons there as well, Tarkanian, coach there.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh,
2: I learned that while I was there. Interesting place. Oh, my gosh, I've done three statues there. Keith Jackson, Jackie Robinson, and the 99ers from uh, soccer, the yeah. women's team. And it's Brandy Chastain, you know, sliding in the grass yeah. is very cool. Very well, cool.
0: Let me ask you. You know, you said Keith Jackson. Okay. If you'd have done it and put it at Washington State, would it have been different? Do you think? No, same pose. That would be great. By the way, let's
2: get a, let's conference someone in, Steve, on this call and get that going.
0: I like that, I like that, Adam hey, That'd be a great thing for uh, Pullman, actually. <laughs> if people now, forget, you know how important he was to them.
2: Me, me and you could help kids matriculate. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, this would be like a, a business one-on-one call. We'll, we'll get the president in on the call. Kids would be getting three credits just listening to this. And see how it's done. That that would be uh, a, a worthy pillar there, because his story could only help a student.
0: Speaking um, of a cool process, one more thing you did is for the the Basketball Hall of Fame, which you're like their official sculptor. Right. You did the the Naismith thing, which is great. But what I was fascinated to find out was. Even some of the people within the sculpture, uh, you have a likeness of a, a young Earl Lloyd, who was the NBA's first black basketball player. Correct. Wow. So you knew that <laughs> Naismith had to be something different, right? I mean, that wasn't just going to be him with a basket somewhere.
2: No, I wanted to tell a story there, too. And, and uh, very <laughs> important, Steve, that it's really the NBA's responsibility, but they should tell the real story of the founder of one of the greatest games ever invented in world history, which is basketball. James Naismith was a Canadian. Amazing, right? right? And he was a 30-year-old freshman at Springfield College. And his 20s were a troubled decade for him. And Springfield College was a spiritual institution at the time, and he went there to seek enlightenment. And he knew when he worked with others, he didn't feel this strife inside him. And as a result of working with others and creating this game, he found his calling. How cool is that? Have you ever heard that story before?
0: No, and it's really because you, you can't incredible. think of a more American game than basketball, right? I mean, that's really an original. It didn't come from another game from another country like a lot yeah. of them do.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Stagg and him are both Canadians alonzo Stegg, um amazing though right like he, this is a canadian who's a 30-year-old fresher imagine a 30-year-old freshman walking down the dorm room hallway i mean and you're a parent dropping your kid off wouldn't you be like who's the old guy in the wool suit
0: <laughs> yeah what's he up to <laughs> exactly you know that's where we're at now well he, here's a completely naive question but how important is the plaque because you're talking about people that are really important but a lot of people don't know or may not realize the significance they might have heard the name do you work with somebody on that? How does that come out?
2: Yeah, we, we are very much interested in educating, so we'll strongly suggest that there's educational panels that go with the piece. And sometimes I can't win that battle because the, the school or the entity doesn't want signage, but usually they do. Like 99% of the time they do because you want people to leave with something you know some information even if you think they know who they are like with Jackie Robinson you put the panels there to teach them who he really was what are the actual facts
0: do you prefer doing people from the past, or do you like when they're coming out and looking at it, a guy like Evander Holifield that can go and actually look at it as opposed to somebody who's played in the past? That yeah, that's a
2: thrill. Oh, my God. Sculpting Holyfield, meeting him, doing that really interesting guy. I hope you get to meet him, Steve. Neat, neat guy. Uh, also a spiritual guy. You could feel it when you're with him. It's not fake. It's real.
0: Uh, boxing is a unique sport in that regard how do the the different sports do you notice a difference between type things I, I would think boxing just because it's one-on-one so individual that it might be different than the uh a guy like Yogi Berra who's a team player
2: yeah yeah Yogi was a Yogi was very interesting guy to meet though he was you could tell his soul wasn't for sale he was the real deal for sure you know unfortunately a lot of professional players get in trouble uh, for different reasons, and Yogi would not be one of those, or Evander did get in trouble, but I think he's got it together now. He has a different outlook on life, you know. And then uh, Charles Barkley, very interesting guy, super nice to me, and one thing I noticed when we went out to eat, how much he tipped the people that served us, which— yeah, It's not something. normal for a celebrity. They usually <laughs> push the check your way, you know? Uh, yeah, it's surprising.
0: That. That's good. It's somebody who appreciated the successes he's had, I guess.
2: He did. He went out of his way to make sure that all the servers got equal amount of money. It was very interesting for me to watch. I was like, wow, I think he does this all the time. And Shaq doing him and having him see the statue, that was surreal. And Bob Pettit. At LSU and, and Bobby Cox. Oh, that was a great experience. My favorite subject matter is, if I may be so bold to say that, what that is, if you don't mind, Steve. Yeah, yeah is, is coaches. Yeah. I love coaches. Now, I, I love sculpting players, but the coaches have so many layers of character. Tony Robicho, who I just sculpted for um, uh, Lafayette, University of Louisiana Lafayette, he died young. The more I learned about him, the more I saw how he transformed kids' lives. Skip Burtman transformed kids' lives. Joe Labchek at St. John's, wow. I mean, he changed kids' lives profoundly. And that's a gift. That is a a monster gift to have and give away.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, and it makes sense. I was just thinking about an interview I did with the biographer of Vince Lombardi, And you realize a coach can change so many people's lives individually, more so than maybe a famous athlete can.
2: Well, you just named probably one of the greatest ever uh, who, who could do that. He could take a possibly a kid on a fence and put him in the right place, you know, between being intellectually and spiritually fit. And Vince knew that possibly more than anybody else. He was he was. He was the man, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: You know, you mentioned you did Keith Jackson. Any other broadcasters? You know, I'm always pushing for broadcasters. <laughs> I know, right?
2: Uh, I have not. Um, the gentleman uh, from L.A., he emceed the uh, Jackie Robinson dedication. I was staring at him while he was doing it. I said, boy, there should be a statue of him.
0: You mean Vince uh, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is Absolutely. there one of him already? Not Maybe that I there. know of. He should be, though.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I get a uh, a lead on that, I'll keep you in the loop.
0: And I got a suggestion as as a fan. I'm like you. I was a fan when I was a little kid, and I was a big guy. I grew up in the Bay Area. I was a big Oakland Raiders fan. I think John Madden could make a great statue. <laughs>
2: How is there not? And I met with the owner of the Raiders already uh, when I was in Vegas, um, Al's son. Mark. Mark, yeah. And I said to Mark, how is there not a statue of the Snake and Madden and maybe even Marcus Allen? And, you know, let's just pick five guys. Who, who wouldn't love that as a fan to take a picture next to those guys? You know?
0: Absolutely. And even people from Pittsburgh that hate the Raiders would love the <laughs> fact of having a picture, you know? <laughs>
2: hey, I did mean Joe Green at his college. And, and uh, it shows you talk about guys who are loved guys from all different teams came to that dedication and they're not young either and they paid their own way to come i heard.
0: Brian, we're going to have to bring this to Las Vegas. We got to get you out there to do more. We love the Tark uh you oh, were going to say too. something about that too. So, are they talk about moving the Tark statue? Well, no.
2: Here's what I wanted to say on your show. I have a copy of the Tarcanian statue. It's in resin, but it has a bronze coating. It's for probably more suited for interior purposes. I would like to donate it to the airport or some entity in town that would house it in a good way. So I just wanted to get it out there. I had to move my storage facility and found a copy of it.
0: That is fantastic. We'll start asking around town. Yeah. We, You know, we're, we're very close friends of the show. Is Steve Karp, who is the... Writer, He used to cover the – and we went to college together, but uh, he was a writer that covered the Running Rebels and was a close confidant of Tarkanians. He might have some ideas too, so uh, we'll pass those on.
2: (laughs) Thank you because uh, the more something like that's out there, the, the more people know his story, which I think is one of the highlights of Vegas history.
0: I'll tell you what brian hanlon is the guy for this this stuff is amazing what he does if if how do they find out more about you because i think people may want to have some ideas that they can toss around in their towns but if nothing else just to see the artwork i'd love to send people there where do they go
2: well you can just google my name brian hanlon or or go to dot com, and you'll see plenty of plenty neat stuff as you've talked about i really appreciate you uh talking to me and and having me share, you know, stories of some of my pieces. I I do love my job. I'm pretty blessed.
0: Go to the Vegas Never Sleeps website and check out the Sports Rock on Tour page. You can hear bonus content from this conversation soon, plus a number of other great sports stories. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Madgey. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com.